Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for another wonderful opportunity to sit at your feet, to learn. We welcome you, Holy Spirit of God, the great teacher. We pray that you speak to us expressly. This wonderful character we have before us, Caleb, Heavenly Father, King of Glory, wanted to teach us what he wanted us to know about Caleb, so as to help us with our work with the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Okay? So, I want all of us to be alert, because you see we are constrained by time, okay? So, if somebody is reading scriptures, I want you to pay attention, so I'll be able to pick the points and respond accordingly. The topic is Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Our text is Numbers 13, 26 to 33. I want, a, I want a fast and audible reader to take that text. A fast and an audible reader. Give him mic, please. As you read, make sure we are, we are, we are flowing with you. Because we will not read it, we not read it, read it again. Make sure we are flowing with you. And they, came, and they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back what to, to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruits of the land. And they told him, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruits. Yet the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The, the Amalekites dwell in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted, quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are all well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel an evil report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw and all the people that we saw in it are men of great gesture. And there, and there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed, and so we seemed to them. This is all on me. Praise God. We thank the Bible reader. Fortunately enough, he's also Caleb. Caleb, we thank you for reading the Bible. Okay? We progress. Um, the introduction. And before I move to the introduction, I want to remind us that if you're reacting to any of the questions, please use mic. We are online now. The world is seeing us. Okay? Twelve men were sent to spy the land of Canaan by Moses. Ten of the spies discouraged the people from going into the land by their own belief. Though they acknowledged that the land flowed with milk and honey. They focused on the physical barriers and obstacles rather than trusting in God's promises. However, Caleb and Joshua viewed the situation differently. 
Caleb demonstrated absolute faith in God and his promises and encouraged the people to do the same. The Lord blessed him for his unwavering faith and loyalty. In this study, we shall examine the life of Caleb, the son of Jephne, with a view to drawing lessons for our day-to-day living. I believe the introduction is very, very clear. We understood the introduction, right? Okay. So, we will move straight to the questions for discussion. Who is Caleb, the son of Jephne? Numbers 13, Numbers 14, Joshua 14. Please, if you get the passage, start reading. I will not point at anybody so that, so that we, can, we can utilize you know, the limited time we have. Okay. Give him mic. Give him mic. Numbers 13, verse 3, verse, verse 3 says, So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord, all of them men who were heads of the children of Israel. Verse 5. From the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori. Verse 26 to 31. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then, by, then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. 29. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the, of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell in the sea and along the banks of Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overtake it. 31 as the last. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Next passage. Who is having the next passage? 14, 6 to 9, and Joshua 14, 6 to 12. The son of. Where, where are you reading? Numbers 14, 6 to 9. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, who we are among had spied out the land, rent their clothes, and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Okay. Next one, Joshua, 14, 6 to 12. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, 
the Genesites said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kedish burial. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kedish Benil to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine, thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Then, and now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord speak, spake this word unto Moses, while the, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Twelve. Now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day, for thou hadest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the city were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out. As the Lord said, and Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephne, Hebron, for an inheritance. 14. Praise God. So the, the question is, who is Caleb, the son of Jephne? Who is he? From the passages that we have read now. Who is Caleb? As you are thinking about that, I will be helping us because there is no time. We know that Caleb is or was a leader and he was of the tribe of Judah. I'm still waiting for you to talk. If you are not talking, I will keep on talking. Okay? And then we know he, he was a man of faith. Okay? He was a man of unwavering faith. He trusted God absolutely. Absolutely. He believed in God and um, he believed in God. He believed that God can do all things. Okay? And um, he's a man who is focused on God's promises. He believed that whatever God promised, promised him, that time can never be a barrier. That God will surely 
fulfill his what? Promises. He was a man of conviction. Okay? And he believed God absolutely. And again, Caleb was a man who had, um, whose faith was alive. You know? Okay? So he matched his faith with what? Actions. So it's not a, enough for you to have faith. So faith without works is there. He matched his faith with uh, actions. Good. You move to two. Because time is waiting for nobody. Sorry, because of the time, yes, we are constrained by time. Move to two, question two. So, you can see how we are moving. So, I want us to be at last so that we can react to issues because time is not on our side. What made Caleb different from the rest of the spies? We are going to read all those passages. Though. Okay? If you get any of the passages, start reading. Joshua 14, 7 to 8. Numbers 13, 30. And then Numbers 14, 9 to Numbers 14, 9 and 24. Forty years old, when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Benya to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my brothers who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt with fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God who hearted me. Who is having the next passage? Please, just get the passage. Don't wait for us to call the passage again. Then Caleb silenced Numbers 1330, Numbers 14, Numbers 9 13, and 24. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. Then the last passage, right? Who, who is having that one? Do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of Israel. They are only helpless, helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the God is with us. Do not be afraid of them. Then 24. 24 said, But my servant Caleb had a different attitude than the other half. He had, remem- he had remained royal to me, so I will bring him to the land he explored. His descendants will possess their full share of that land. Praise God. Okay. So quickly. What made Caleb different from the rest of the spies? Good. Caleb was someone that feared the Lord. And he didn't just fear the Lord. He knows God's word. Because in this 14 verse 9, he said, But the Lord is with us. And this is what God kept on telling the Israelites, even when they were with Moses from the book of Exodus. And God confirmed that he was also his son. In verse okay. that we read. Okay. He feared God. Yeah. Caleb feared God. Any other person reacting? Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, yeah, Caleb had faith. He was a he had faith. When others we are afraid, he knew that the Lord will fight for them. So he put his faith in the Lord. He he was with faith. That's what made him different from what others saw wasn't what he saw. They were afraid that the land had a great man, but he, he knew that the Lord was greater than the uh, armies of the land and the people of the land. So he had faith in the Lord. Faith made him different from others. He expressed faith in the Lord. That made him different from other spies, yes? In addition to Caleb having faith, he was also a very courageous person. Because where one could have faith, if you are not courageous to face what is before you, 
it could also affect us in our work with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes, he was a courageous person. Okay? And then he saw what other spies did not see. Another one, anybody reacting? Okay? He saw what other spies okay, did not see. And he had a different spirit. There's somebody that had the knowledge of God's word. Okay? And he, he wholly follows God. He follows God wholeheartedly. Okay? And one, another, one thing again about um, Caleb that is interesting is that um, he also saw that, that the promises of God um, the promises of God requires um, um, effort, you know, not just effort, uh, action to bring them toward fruition. God promised them an inheritance, okay? Yes. It, you know, it requires action. They needed to move into the land and possess, and possess, right? Okay. So, when God promises something, you know, Definitely, he will fulfill his promises. But on your own part, that's why we say that you walk out your salvation with fear and what? Trembling. God has promised you salvation. Okay? But you walk it out with fear and what? Trembling. Okay? So, Caleb realized that that action is also required for we to bring God's promises into what? Fruition. Okay? So, you must have the right spirit. Just like um, Caleb, he had a different spirit. That was why he was able to respond to God's word. So, you must have the right spirit for you to be able to respond accordingly to God's words and promises. Okay? Now, <clears throat> can we look at... Um, the attitude of uh, Caleb towards God. What can we learn from his attitude towards God? From what we have read now. Let's bring it to a true life situation. What can we learn from Caleb's attitude towards God? Okay? Good. Um. Okay. Um, well, to start to start with, in this whole episode, okay, there is something that tends to be overlooked: the fact that the Israelites themselves required to go and spy the land was itself an act of rebellion to to God. What I'm saying is, if God tells you go into this place, what He expects you to do is just to get up and go. The Israelites were told, "I'm going to take you to a good land." When they got me, they started demanding that they had to go and check the land for themselves to see whether it was a good land, which was them already doubting the word of God. When they now got in there, they now saw things that made their heart melt. Assuming they had just gone in, got there, and got them going, and they went in, and they would have taken over the land even without having the faith. But the mere fact that they doubted and decided to go and check the land to see if it was good. Now, they also saw something that made their heart melt, which made them even commit another sin of rebelling against God, which led to the death of all the people. Now, again, these Israelites were 
a set of people who were led out of Egypt by the strong hand of God. They didn't have to buy new clothes. Their clothes were growing with them. They didn't even have to buy food. They were, they were kept warm during the night by the fire of God. They were kept as a, protected from the sun in the desert by the cloud of God. Essentially, these people have been living their lives. Their lives, leading up to that point, was essentially miracles. To be comfortable at night, you had a miracle. To eat, you had a miracle. To feed yourself was a miracle. Even to live during the day was a miracle. But even with all that, these people still did not um, trust God and they disobeyed God, which led to all of them dying. So, if you look at, on the opposite, if you look at um, Caleb and Joshua, they didn't know anything apart from what God said. They said, um, and from what they say, it was like their defenses are taken from them. So no matter how formidable the people were, they knew that if God says go in and take it, that we should we give us the ability to go in and take it. Absolute faith. God. So mm. essentially, what, what is it that we have to learn from the attitude is mm. just read the Bible and trust God. Everything God says, believe it. Trust God. Trust believe Him absolutely. It seems that Fantastic. Even when it seems as though the issue seems impossible mm. and insurmountable, mm. just trust with God, go with God, trust His word. Because of time, thank you, you very much. That God thank you very much. For you. Thank you. That's a wonderful contribution. You see, you don't help God, please. You wait on God. Anything you want to embark on, wait on Him. Receive directive from Him before you begin. Because He knows the challenges ahead. Okay? These people, they wanted to go and see what the land is all about. And when they got there, they saw what they were looking for. They saw giants, you know, their heart quaked, okay? And they came back and started giving bad and negative reports. And the whole entire house of, you know, household of Israel, they got mad at their leaders. They wanted to stone their leaders, you know. But Joshua and Caleb stood their ground, you know, because they trusted God. They said, let's go up and take, you know, uh, take possession of the land that God has already removed their security okay, from them. They trusted God. So this teaches us that we must wait on God and receive directive before we begin any project, anything we want to do. Praise God. We move to three because of time. Now, how does perspective affect our response to challenges of life? How does perspective affect our response to challenges of life. Very, very fast. Numbers 13, 30 to 33, 14, 6 to 8, and first Samuel 17, 33, I guess it's 33, 37, right? Okay. First Samuel 17, 33 to 37. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, and he, wo- he has been fighting, and he has been a fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on, I seized it by its head, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. 
this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the Lord. The Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion and the power of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Next. Next. Then Caleb silenced the people before, before Moses and said, You should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack these people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are all giant, are all great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak from the Nephilim. We, seem, we seemed like grasshoppers, grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. This is yes, next passage. And Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Nephilim, who were among those who had spied out the land, rent their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. Their protection is removed from them. And the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Okay, praise God. So how does perspective affect our response to challenges of life? Perspective, you know, is the way we view things from our own angle. The way we view situations from our own angle. So how does perspective affect our response to challenges of life? That's the question. Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, from the passages, um, I found that uh, because of uh, lack of faith on behalf of the children of Israel, uh, what they were facing, um, they saw it as an impossible task. Uh, but uh, Caleb saw it as possible that because God was with him. So we should not look as we are in Nigeria now. Very uh, hard. Everything is going up. Uh, we should not face it with a human reasoning. We should know that our economy comes from heaven. As those people saw the uh, the people of uh, uh, Anak, yeah. and they found that they are strong and uh, their defense is strong. What God is telling us that He is mighty than any uh, anything that we may that may confront us in this life. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, the difference between two believers, basically, 
about the issues of life is basically their view about uh, situations. Now, I believe that in our work with the Lord, the way I understand God, the way I take God's word, how I perceive his word, how I respond to his word, basically will affect my response to situations in life. If I look at God as the almighty God who is able to handle any situation, the way, the way I look at it will basically affect how I respond to challenges. If I look at God as God that is all powerful, he is able, more than able to turn situations around, no matter how situations may appear, it will certainly affect how I look at challenges, whether I will confront them with fear or I will confront them with faith. If I am someone who understands God, understands his word, take him by his word that he is the God that cannot fail, no matter what that situation may look like, surely it will affect me in how I handle issues around me. Because I will confront those issues with faith, believing him that he cannot fail what he has promised. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, and lastly, answering the question, not looking at the Bible passage, how we see, how does the perspective, how does perspective affect our response to the challenges of life? So, first of all, we should be optimistic about everything we do in life. Having that in mind, because somebody like me, I feel like everything I do, that's the perspective I have that I should be, it should come out positive. So that's one thing about me. And then bringing it to this uh, Bible passage. So Caleb, Caleb was seeing the land as something that is going to be productive, irrespective of what the physical challenges that is there. But trusting in God, he felt that everything was going to be okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's why we are encouraged to fill our hearts with the Word of God. Because the Word of God in us forms a perspective, you know, in us, you know, which, you know, which is uh, revealed when challenges comes. Okay? The Word of God in you forms a perspective which is revealed when challenges come. So it's very important to fill your heart with the Word of God. And you find that this perspective thing when challenges come, it will now make you either to fall on Amory or to fall on God. Okay? When challenges come, that is when you know the true self, your true self, the real fabric you have in you. It is in time of peace that we are prepared for war. Okay? So it's not when challenges come, and it's not when everything is moving, you know, smoothly, you know, that your, 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 your real you know, self is made manifest. When challenges come, what have you been doing in the time of peace? How have you been preparing yourself? So when challenges come, everything about you, the real you, will be revealed. Okay? So it is very, very important that we know that perspective don't just happen. It comes with experience with God. It comes with experience with God. So do you know your identity? Look at this... Uh, uh, ten spies, they saw themselves as grasshoppers, you know, before their enemy. That was already a defeat in their mind. So do you know your identity? 
You know that you are seated with Christ in the, high, in, the, in the heavenly places. And God is faithful. God is faithful. And his faithfulness doesn't, doesn't depend on me. Experiences come to help me know God more. Experiences come to help me know. God is faithful. His faithfulness doesn't depend on whether you, you, you accept him or not. He's faithful. But your experiences with him helps you to know him more. Experiences will keep coming, keep coming, and help you know him more. In conclusion, because this particular class we have to end before any other class, as the disobedience of the entire nation could not derail the promise of God to faithful Caleb, so also shall God's promises to you be fulfilled as you remain faithful. Praise God. The memory verse all of us read together. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him to the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. Praise God. Okay? Say that quickly and close us in prayer. God has actually sent them to go and fight the land. Okay. Because we didn't start from verse 1 of chapter 13 to read. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one of its leaders. So they went according to the instruction of the Lord. Okay. Does that collaborate with... So, I'm talking from this passage that we read, Numbers chapter 13. It said, The Lord said to Moses, Send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe. Send one to eat later. Praise God. Really? Okay. So, we know that before those men were sent, they represented the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, they were selected from the 12 tribes of which um, Caleb was of uh, Judah. Okay, praise God. So the 10 of them came back and gave us negative reports and two gave positive reports. Now, pray for us. Father, we thank you for helping us to learn from Caleb. Father, help us. Let this attitude be in us. Always keep your words in our hearts. Always have faith. Always trust in you, even though what we see around us does not seem like it. Be thou glorified as you help us practice this your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You all can agree with me that this Bible study is a very interesting Bible study. A wonderful character. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Okay? People were selected to go and spy out the land of Canaan came back and they gave negative reports and two stood their ground and gave positive reports because they believed in the God who made heaven and earth and that was Joshua and Caleb and that's why we are studying Caleb today a wonderful character are there questions before we round off this session I believe we have a lot of lessons. 
you know, coming from this uh, study. A lot, a lot, a lot. One thing or lesson we can learn from Caleb is that Caleb, you know, believed that if God gives him a task, he will also equip him to fulfill that mission. Okay? And this attitude should be in us as well. When God gives you a task, he will also equip you to fulfill the mission. The man Caleb spoke the truth and stood his ground, even though he was in the minority. Remember, 10, we are saying something negative. We can't go. These people are gigantic people, giants. We, we, are, we are like grasshoppers before them. But that was not what Caleb and Joshua saw. Okay? So it might even take you standing alone for you to, you know, speak the truth. It doesn't matter. Even if you're in the minority, say the truth. Stand your ground. And Caleb has also demonstrated that in weakness, we receive the impouring of God's strength. Okay? We are human beings. We are flesh and blood. In weakness, we receive the impouring of God's strength. Remember, he was 40 years around the time they went to, to, to spy out the land because Israel was disobedient and they murmured against God. God allowed them to roam around the wilderness, you know, for 40 years. And that uh, delayed, you know, uh, the promise. That, that delayed their possessing, you know, their, their, their inheritance proper. So 40 years, 45 years uh, after, Caleb was around 85 years. He was 40 when he went to spy out the land. And he was around 85 years old when they actually possessed the land. God said that all these people that murmured against me, all of them will, will die in this wilderness. They will not enter that land. And that was what delayed the whole process. Okay? But one thing fantastic about Caleb is that even at that 85, he has so much strength, you know, compared to the strength he, he had when he was 40. He had, as, he had as much strength at that 85 as he had when he was 40. So God preserved his strength, you know, and he was still very strong at 85 to fight a war. So Caleb teaches us that being loyal to God will also make God loyal to us. So you find out that in our life journey, we have to trust God and his promises, even when we, we, we see unlikely circumstances. Look at our Nigeria. A lot of prophecies, wonderful prophecies have been you know, given about the country Nigeria. And what we are looking at now doesn't seem like it. Okay? So even, in, even when pressures are mounting, peer pressure, you know, physical peril, what you're seeing is not like it. You keep trusting God. You keep trusting God. This is for the mature. And that will tell you how much of the word of God you have 
in you. Because this is what will determine your reaction when challenges come. The amount of God you have in you is equal to the faith you have in you. Okay? Now, another important thing Caleb is also we're learning from Caleb today is that you see that God was dealing with Israel as a group. Okay? He dealt with them as a group. When some of them murmured, it affected everybody. Okay? Even though Joshua and Caleb did not murmur, but you find out that when they were roaming around the wilderness, it affected everybody. Okay? But what we learn from this place is that individual faithfulness, God honors that as well. Because Caleb was faithful, because Caleb was faithful, God made him to enter the land of inheritance. Even though he was around eight, five years old at that time. So he, he entered and possessed his own inheritance. We are, we are going to stop here because of time. But be, before we pray, we, I want us to also touch something else. Perspective. We talked about how does perspective affect our response to challenges in life. Perspective is the way we view situation from our own angle. So you find out that the word of God in us forms a perspective in us which you know, brings out, uh, which is revealed when challenges come. And you find out that perspective will make you either lean on Amory or lean on God. You remember in the beginning, you know, the earth was, was, was void, was empty, was formless. What did God do when he saw everything in this area? He said, let there be light. That's the true nature of God. So when challenges come, that's where you know the real fabric in you. Your true self. How you react to challenges. That, that's why we have been encouraged to fill our lives with the word of God. So that the word of God will form a perspective in you. So that when life challenges come, you'll be able to respond accordingly. Praise God. Can we begin to pray? Give me grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Sufficient grace to follow. Your grace is enough for me. Give me grace to follow. Abundant grace to follow. Sufficient grace to follow. Your grace is enough for me. Father, give us sufficient grace to follow. Your grace is enough for us. Give us sufficient grace to follow. Help us to be like Caleb. He demonstrated unwavering faith, absolute trust in God. He wasn't looking at physical circumstances. He was looking at God who made heaven and earth. He wasn't looking at physical giants. He was looking at God who is greater than all our problems and circumstances. Father, give us this kind of unwavering faith. Thank you for this wonderful teaching. We thank you, Holy Spirit of God, the manner you have taught us this morning. 
and keep reminding us all that we have learned to put them in practice. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed.